Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and Clarence Black in our studios, our Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep studios in Farmington. It's been a while. It's been a week for me since uh, I've done this, but you get right back on the horse. CB in the house. Nice show the other day with our, our good friend Joe yes, Abramson. Yes, man. We had, a, we, had a great, we had a great time. Um, you know, wealth of knowledge, good guy. Got a chance to catch up with Jay Scott. You know, local 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 boy made good down in uh, in Philly representing us, man. So got his take on uh, you know the last dance and uh, how the bad boys were received and, and steaks, in Philly cheese and, steaks. Yeah, are you surprised? And I know we got a lot of stuff to hit, man. But are you surprised that this is still going on? And were you surprised by the audio? What do you mean by that? So the you know the the dream team tapes the audio oh, Jack yeah. McCollum because oh, yeah. Jordan is you know Jordan has been adamant he for wasn't years happy about that. that he didn't he didn't do this and yeah. didn't that and I'm like but when it came out it's funny people's reaction were like we already it's not a like we 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 knew yeah like we we get it that's just the way that's just like the way we, it is we, I'm we, not I'm not surprised about anything that comes out now I mean the, no. And I, I just, you know, Michael Jordan, we, we know what kind of guy he is. He's, yeah. he's out there. We know Petty. what kind of guy Isaiah Thomas yes. is. He, yeah. That's why they made it to, to how far yeah. they've gone in their careers. I mean, they're, they're, they're big boys. They're big boys in, in sports. I've always told people I'm aware of all my audio. I just, I, I just, I feel like I am. I can't imagine Jordan said this, knew it was being recorded, and all of a sudden forgot. And this comes out right now. Now he's either brilliant, and that the timing of this is just too. The, the timing of this is just too. This comes out right after the last dance is over. Yeah, like come on, man. Well, maybe they didn't ask Jack McCollum and to then, come on the last dance, well, so he did his and own. Then, and then Rod Thorne comes out and says, well, "I didn't say that." Yeah, and it's like oh, there's so much stuff. Oh, I love it. It won't stop. Hey, our good friend from Yahoo Sports, Jay Busby, senior uh, writer and of course author. He joins us. You see it. Read him every morning on uh, Yahoo Sports. Read and react. Love it. Jay, welcome back, man. How are you? What's going on, my friends? How's everybody doing? Good, man. Good to hear your voice and uh, fun stuff out there, man. We got stuff to talk about. Max Scherzer the other day coming out and saying, hey, man, we're not going to renegotiate with those MLB owners. I mean, we, let's start there, man. Let, let's start with what's your take on baseball and where they stand today? Man, it is, it is so tough right now because baseball, players are basically labor, but they are not paid like labor. They're paid millions of dollars, and, and the, the fact is that they can live very easily on their contracts, but they're also, they also possess skills that are extraordinarily valuable. And, and if any of us had that kind of multi-million dollar skill, wouldn't we want to be paid at that level? So it's a tough sell to people who, are, who have lost their jobs or people who aren't making as much money. But it, as, a, as a bedrock principle of labor in this country, it, it's pretty straightforward. Get, get paid what you're worth. What's your take on baseball itself? Do you think we're going to see it? Now we're hearing from 80 games, the players said, maybe we'll play 100 games, but you got to pay us a little bit more. What, are we going to see ball? I have no idea. I wish I could say. I mean, these guys are, are so dug in on both sides. Baseball's union is the strongest union in sports. They, you know, they don't have a salary cap. They're, they are very, very powerful in a way that, say, the NFL's union is not. So they're able to, to dictate the terms of the argument a lot more so than oh. other sports. And, and if they dig in right now, they are, they, it's entirely possible that they could vaporize the entire season. Jay, if we take this back to the reaction from the last strike year, which I think was 1994, mm -hmm. and what came from that, do you think that we live in a day and age where because of COVID-19 that 
people just simply aren't going to care what deal gets done. They just want to turn on the TV and see guys play baseball. Or do you think that these guys are going to get some backlash because we do have social media now? Oh, they'll absolutely get backlash, and it'll be constant. And, and, and the problem for them is the backlash is only going in one direction because no one knows how much the owners make. No one knows how much the teams make. The, the, the salary figures of the players, that's all public record. But the, 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 the amount of profit that the owners make, the, the amount that they're taking home, the amount of, of tax benefits that they get relative to their overall income, we don't know that. And, and the owners keep that quiet for a very good reason for their own negotiating purposes so that they can continue to operate as if they're the ones that are, are, are in favor of getting back to work when, in fact, they have their own vested interest in keeping costs down. I'll tell you, man, as big a sports fan as I am and as big a baseball fan as I am, I'm, I'm really not missing our Tigers losing 100 games. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure, I like watching my Yankees. I'm a, you know, I'm a New Jersey, New York guy. I want to see what the Mets are going to do. But I'm just not missing baseball, to be honest with you. And if I hear NBA and NHL coming back and then NFL's right around the corner, the hell with it, man. I don't, I don't care. I'm watching Derek Jeter for the next 64 hours, by the way, on MLB Network. <laughs> Oh, God, you, you seek professional help if you're actually doing that. Sorry, that's, man. That's, that's a sign of a problem. My dog's name is Jeter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, it, this is baseball doesn't have the, the, the summer to itself anymore. No. The baseball has always had all of the summer to kind of build up uh, associations with fans and to, and to have those storylines going. But now the NHL and the, and the NBA are, are – looking like they're going to come back, and that's going to roll right into football season. And, and, yeah, I think that a lot of people will just kind of step aside from baseball and not miss it if it doesn't come back. I like what the NHL is uh, proposing. And this is, we're talking to Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports senior writer. You read him every morning on uh, uh, Read and React. Got a great staff over there, of course, our man Dan Wetzel as, the, as well. So the NHL thinking of coming back with a 24-team playoff. So there are teams in there that wouldn't have been in there. They're adding eight more teams in. And two of my favorite teams, of course, the Red Wings and the Devils, did not make this tournament. I just want to say that. I got the (laughs) Islanders, so I got an outside shot. But I kind of like where they're going. You know, play best of fives. And then, of course, for the Stanley Cup, for the uh, conference championship and the Stanley Cup, you play two best of sevens. I like the way that playoff uh, lays out. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a possibility for it gives you a lot of options. The the teams that have been that were playing the best don't get relegated back into the into the mire, and the teams that, that weren't playing uh, well get a chance to make some noise for themselves. And you know, bottom line, it just it, it brings hockey back to the ice, and it gives fans a chance to to have something to root for right out of the gate. I mean, that's that's going to be the toughest thing to to figure out how to do fairly is to is to give the pre- previous season appropriate weight while still giving everyone a realistic chance to win jay the so damian lillard from the portland trailblazers came out and said like look he'll he'll be with his team but he doesn't know if he's going to play steve kerr has said listen i think at this point if you want to have playoffs i get it but you know we don't need to be involved uh it what do you think is the most likely successful scenario for a league that I think this comes back to wanting to see how much more Zion they can put on TV. Yeah, not only that, I mean, you've got, you've got Zion out there. You've got Vince Carter who's, who's said he's going to hang it up. He, he would really, it would really stink if his last game was some meaningless Wednesday night game against the Knicks. I mean, there are, there are a number of different scenarios there for teams that aren't 
uh, playoff bound. I mean, you know, I guess the best thing would be to to do some kind of, if you could swing it, do some kind of five or ten game stretch, just a little farewell swing. I mean, I would I would imagine that if you did a five or a ten game set, you know, five games at home, five games on the road, that that, that those five games in those even with those last place teams would sell out. Well, actually, I should, I should take that back. They're not going to sell out because they're not going to have <laughs> very. I, 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 we all got to readjust our mindsets, don't we? But they would be they would be very interesting. They would draw huge ratings. Let's put it that way in the local market. But do you, for, do you uh, the fans who have missed their teams? Do you honestly see Vince Carter saying, "I'm going to do a five game farewell tour at Disney with no fans and and no no real no emotion"? Yeah, that's a good point. And and he might just decide, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it here, and and they'll figure a way to honor him next season. But uh, but yeah, he might decide I'm not going to go and get myself back into shape because if I'm Vince Carter, I'm already in retirement mode. I'm <laughs> on the golf course. I'm hanging out. I'm done. Thank you, NBA, for for 20 great years. I'm I'm done. Hell, man! If I was him, I'd play another year. Play next year. I mean, he already had half the year off already. He's got to be That's probably true. in terrific shape. Exactly. What's he doing? Slacking off. Get him back in. Get him back out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Vince Sanity at its best. Hey, I wanted to chat with you about uh, you guys wrote a great column on the Tiger and Peyton versus Phil and Tom Brady. Oh. And you, you took it to the next level. So next year, they're going to do this again. <laughs> People are going to watch it. Yeah. But who would you pay? Who would you put together? I saw you wrote Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, seriously, that, you know, that one. That just writes itself, doesn't it? I mean, you put, it does. There, there's no way you're going to get those two guys out no. of the course together. But but if you could, wouldn't it be great? I mean, we're thinking, you know, you, you don't want people who are buddy buddy. You know, Brady and and, and uh, Peyton Manning, they are they're they're probably friends, but there's a healthy degree of competition between those yep. two guys. And that's what you want. You want somebody who's going to respect the other side, but also want to beat them. And and so yeah, there are a few that fit into that category. Michael Jordan. And anybody, yeah, you could run anybody out there. But uh, uh, we were talking about, you know, Bill Belichick and Roger Goodell having those <laughs> two out there. Uh, just you know, Goodell trying to trying to keep a brave face, and Belichick just just suddenly jabbing him at every every opportunity. So that would be a lot of fun. That is great, man. How about uh, someone wrote Obama and Trump? Yeah, I think that you know, depending on your political leanings, that could that could draw just a wee bit of interest. And uh, you know, the question is how closely you're gonna. You're going to play to the rules. I think that, that Donald Trump is, is by all accounts, uh, you know, our best presidential golfer. But you know, maybe you you want to not give him that presidential mulligan that that, that all presidents seem to get. Jay, I want your thoughts on the funniest thing I, I that I have seen all week, which and and it makes me feel like coupled with his his Instagram post, Deontay Wilder has no reason to go at Mike Tyson unless. Something in the background is being set up, and and I mean, again, everybody's talking about how good Tyson looks on a video, and it's like, well, he doesn't have to hit a a, a thirty a thirty year old you know stud like Wilder. But are you hearing any buzz that this is possible, possibly some some exploration of matchmaking? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if Tyson were to do this, he, he would be it. I mean, I love Iron Mike as much as anybody. But I remember that Buster Douglas fight, man. I remember what he looked like when he was, and, and that was when he was in the in the prime of his career, when he looked like he was not ready for that fight, and he just he, he just went down to to a guy who was just hammering him. Wilder, it would be like, I mean, I let me put it this way: back in like 1988, I would have taken Mike Tyson versus a locomotive. Now, 
I'm taking the locomotive, you know, in a route. And yeah. and Deontay Wilder would be like a locomotive for Mike Tyson. Now, don't tell him I said that. Cause no, we, <laughs> we don't want any Ali. But, uh, we don't want any Larry Holmes, Muhammad Ali. We do not uh, want that. God. You know, I mean, I, I came along too late to, to see anything but those sad Ali. I don't even, you know, have a real memory of that. I remember him fighting, but my dad was a big Ali fan. And, yeah, it was and horrible. He was just really bummed out by that. Me too. It was terrible. Jay Busby joins us from Yahoo Sports. How about, uh, I'm not sure if you saw it yet. The Lance Armstrong, 30 for 30. I haven't yeah. gotten a chance to dig into it yet, but I'm hearing so many people. Christine Brennan, I mean, couldn't wait to write her column the next day on how bad a person Lance Armstrong was and is. But supposedly this documentary was a real documentary. They went after this guy. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, and I wrote a story on it. I uh, interviewed the director of it, and I asked her that question right off the bat. Why do we need this? And what's the what's the purpose of this? And, and her uh, her point was that he's willing to talk, and he is he he's willing to, to to say his side of the story. But he, unlike the Last Dance, he didn't have any editorial control over it. So he didn't get to you know you don't see any scenes where he gets handed an iPad and gets to make fun of somebody. You know right. he doesn't get the last word here the way that Jordan did. So I mean right from the right out of the gate, I can't tell the story because it's, it's profane right from the start. But the very first story that Armstrong tells in the first 30 seconds of this documentary, you can tell that he still doesn't quite get what people think of him and what his, and, and, and what his role and his responsibility in all this is. He's still very much a, you know, middle finger to the rest of the world if you don't like him. And, and he, he was kind of hung with his own words. So it's, it's fascinating to see. I knew the big, like with the last dance, I knew the big elements of the story, but I didn't know the subtle details, and, and I've enjoyed it. I can't wait to watch it. I have it on my DVR. I'll tune it on today. And pa- uh, earlier, la- matter of fact, last week, Clarence and I were talking about the Big Five power in five. college football, the Power Five, possibly going on their own. Go ahead, Clarence. No, so you know, I was talking to Maz about this, Jay, and I just said, you know, this, that this, this all really came about. And there was one thing that happened, and I think it was the the specifically the SEC commissioner when the NCAA canceled the tournament and. The commissioners were not involved, and I think him looking at specifically the SEC, I think that was where this thing got started. And as as this has gone on and on, and people look at the money, you look at the NFL draft and look at that first round, a number of, of draftees out of the SEC, I, I almost don't see how the NCAA is going to be able to stop it when you look at the NBA and you look at the, you know, uh, the NFL it, it is the power five that really is driving the ship in terms of, of the guys in that league. Do you think we are closer than further away from seeing the, the power five in their own situation? Yeah, I think that they could very easily form up with their own operation, just withdraw their football operations and form in that way. I mean, I think the NCAA serves a purpose in terms of smaller schools and our smaller sports, I should right. say, and smaller schools. But with the Power Five, I mean, they, they are their own institutions. I mean, in the sense that they are their own complete self-supporting entities. They don't need the NCAA, and it's more of a re- regulatory situation. But even that <laughs> is is kind of a, a nod and a wink. So, yeah, I think you could see a situation where the Power Five decide, you know what, we don't necessarily need to go through the NCAA with all this. We can have our own independent organization. And I think that once we come out of this, uh, we're going to see some radical, radical upheavals in college wow. sports. Take it a step further. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Fields, they're going to be 1-2 in the NFL draft, or at least 1-2 you know, in the top three. 
Why should these kids even come back and play? That's a great point. That's a great point. Why should they come back and risk injury or, or, or infection, uh, especially if, if football doesn't get played until the springtime? Why, why would they even do that? I mean, they, they know just how valuable they are. They know that they've got potentially long and lucrative careers ahead of them. I mean, that's, that, that's the question that they're going to have to answer. And, and that's, it's a different situation with basketball in the sense that you can mature physically faster with basketball. You know, we, we all remember Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, LeBron. These guys were ready to play at the N- N- NBA level. You're not ready to play physically at the NFL level when you're 17, but when, you're, you, know, when you, you get a few more years under you, like the way that Lawrence has, yeah, you're, you're there. And Jay, as you as you look at him, because that's the I mean, he's really not as and Justin Fields is obviously great, but and look, Trevor Lawrence has the national title already. Is there anything more that he can put on tape this year in a Clemson uniform that won't lead people to believe he is the best quarterback to take next year in the draft? Yeah, I mean, it could go the it really could only go the other way. Then I mean, it's it, it, you could have a Joe Burrow type come up out of nowhere and, and, and knock him out of that top spot. You remember everyone thought that Tua was the runaway number one, and obviously you know, he didn't exactly slip too far, but no one saw Joe Burrow coming at this point last year because he was, he was just that kind of that Ohio State kid who was transferred to LSU, so it was not the same sort of situation. But, yeah, I mean, what more does Trevor Lawrence have to gain at this point? I mean, he's, he's, he's done everything that he can possibly do. You know, he's, he's enjoyed himself on the college campus, presumably. He's done what he needed to do there. But from a playing standpoint – if, if you don't already know how good this guy is, nothing he does from here on out is going to do anything but but bring him down. What do you got coming up for tomorrow and uh, for Yahoo's mornings? We are still trying to figure that out, man. Every single day, yep. it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge, but uh, probably something to do with baseball. But uh, hopefully, we'll have more more sports uh, sooner rather than later. We wish you the best, Jay. Thanks a lot, Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports. See you, man. All right. Always fun to talk to him, and it's a great read. If you guys like it in the morning, you could uh, just uh, apply for it. Not apply for it. What's the word I'm looking for? You subscribe to subscribe it. To it's it. free. Yahoo Sports Read and React every morning. Gives you the headlines. Also gives you some of the reaching stories, some some really fun stories that they that they put out there. And I keep calling Fields Josh. I keep forgetting. Yeah, he's he's Justin Field. Fields. But let me ask you, so, so, so here's a little something behind the curtain and what people may not know is when you sign with an agent, all right, or or you're gonna have a representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pay for your training, so right. agents go into the hole on draft picks. I mean, you send these guys out to train and train with the hope that they're gonna go to the combine and perform. You are on the hook for their expenses until they sign, which means that right now all these kids that got drafted have not gotten a dime yet. And not so, even Tua. Tua signed. He got his money. If they sign, but yeah. the ones that have not de- yeah, have, that don't have their yet. deal done are still they're still being funded by their agent. If you could go back, knowing what you know, would you and and put and you could whisper into his ear, would you say, "Why are you playing? You got a national title. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna probably and even if Joe Burrow is hot, if you're two and you just say, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this year off. I just I don't need to play," and you're two, the only thing that Trevor Lawrence can come back and do is either suck or get hurt. Either one of those, to me, in the midst of a global pandemic with no fans, right? No fan. This is a completely different thing. If there was still a packed crowd, yeah. you know, going to watch him play at LSU and watch uh, Fields play at, at the Horseshoe, yeah. that's a different story. But what can he do? You play in front of your friends and family, and you're playing for the love of the game. Okay. Otherwise, why even play 
just go right to the pros out of high school. But I, I mean, told you, I think that you should have that ability. But you heard him, and I agree with him. No 17-year-old kid is going to go play in the NFL. One of the they can other, play in the NBA, so, but sit on the bench. So now let's take it back. One of the reasons why I think the Power Five breaking away is such an optimal situation is because they are going to understand the very first thing they need to do to protect this investment is they have to compensate these kids for their talent. Right. Like I made jokes about the coldest Crawford. Like that is the kind of stuff where you sign the coldest Crawford and you and if he does sign at LSU, you let it be known. Hey, every single the coldest jersey that you sell, that kid gets a cut. Uh, same thing for Katie Ledecky up at Stanford. If she wants, you know, and I, I don't even think she's, she's already swim. a millionaire. Yeah, already a millionaire. Yeah. But being the power five would have the ability to sit back and say, here's what we're going to do. Hey, you want to talk to your agent? You want to like go ahead because we're not here to hold up a banner of amateurism. We're here to represent these select schools and these select sports. And I think Saban said it best. Saban said, I would love to play only power five teams. Can you imagine how awesome it would be to go and and Alabama has uh, MSU um, what's another so MSU like Colorado yeah. USC yeah. and then they're home for like state yeah. or home for Michigan yeah then they have Auburn still at the end of right year. or Michigan's got Florida yeah. at home they go to Oklahoma yes they are, are bowl games during but, the regular but season every game now becomes I mean if you if you go undefeated on that so don't give me Louisiana Lafayette no I get you it, know, I, it I've been saying that from the get go the NCAA was never meant to govern this environment. It was never meant to govern a multi-billion right. dollar. It just wasn't. They're better off with yes. the smaller schools. And when you give me the Power 5 NCAA tournament and it's full of first-round draft picks that are going to the league, mm-hmm. I'm okay. And when you give me the NCAA, you know, I'm going to watch. Guess what? You're never going to guess. I'm going to still watch the NCAA tournament. When it has all of the the quote unquote smaller schools, I'm still going to now, watch. Now, that, are you saying the basketball is going to take the five, Power Five as well? I, I would. No, no, no. Absolutely. I think just it should just be in football. Why? Because basketball is a completely different animal, as you see by the big dance. Okay. Anybody could beat anybody. Yes. Especially in a one and done situation. True. All right. So I would leave basketball as is. But if I'm going to go, I go. And basketball, all the all. And me, here's the other thing. If you want to say that they can play, that's fine. But basketball also has the same problem, which comes back to compensation. Right. You're going to pay them still. But the Power Five is going to be in a position to to set their own rules rather than right. go with whatever the NCAA wants to do. I get and it. So you're still going to have kids at the end of the and, – and, oh, by the way, you don't think that the basketball players are going to look at the football players and go, no, no I want that. And yeah, the coaches too? That's a fact. We've talked about that. All right, coaches but how don't about, want to deal with how this. How about Notre Dame? What are they going to do? Oh, jeez. They have their own network, and they're their own entity. They've been just running amok all these years on their own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be in the Big East in basketball. Oh, yeah, we'll be in the ACC in football. Oh, yeah. No, we're an independent over there. It'll be the Power Five plus Notre Dame because of the money. The money would be huge. They should. Ju- they have to. If Absolutely. Notre Dame wants in, Absolutely. they got to join the they Big Ten. Join, they, if Notre Dame join the Big wants Ten. in, yes. Yes, they'll have to. They'll otherwise, have to. Otherwise, you're not playing. And I know that's impossible. Yeah. I'm just being, I'm just but, being but bitchy again, about it. it. It goes back to the arrogance of you need to get on board with this. Yeah. Because it's happening. I think the money now is just look at the, 
again, all you need to see is the first round of this year's draft oh, to yeah. know it's... the SEC is already saying like we are we are doing this. Yeah. Do you think the SEC would still dominate the way they have in the past if all these if the Big Five the the Power Five the Power Five <laughs> comes um... over? Do you think the SEC would still be king and remain king? No. Because I think you're going to end up with you're going to end up with parity. It's forced parity. Because now all of a sudden nobody can hide. So you you who knows what you're going to get? Because right. remember now, oh, same thing for Ohio State. Like guess what? You got to go, you got to go to you got to go to Georgia. Right. And oh by the way, you know what you get for coming home? Bama. And then, oh, by the way, you got to go to Kansas State, which is a, a god awful place to play. And as your reward for the end of that road trip, you know what? You got to go play Oregon on the road. That's that's those are your four okay. non-conference games. Good luck. Quickly, but the downside of that is the little schools, quote unquote, the ones that come and take an ass beating yeah. and get paid a million dollars. That's gone. Free market, man. Are Somebody, they going to be okay? Free, yes, free market. The the market will determine what it is. Let the market figure it out. And the NCAA will govern it. And you know what what you're going to have? You're going to have four-year schools that are going to figure it out. You're going to figure out how to make that product work. Or or it'll become something else. Like 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 FCS. Good stuff. Let the market work. Let's face it. Sports will never be the same after this break that we've had. And I don't think life will be the same. But you know what? Just got to live it and just roll with the punches. Yeah, man. Clarence, thank right. you. Hey, Jay you. Busby, always a pleasure talking with him. Thanks to Angel and Dave behind the glass. Stevie yeah. Mack helps us put the show together. It's Maz in Black on The Wrap right here on NRM Streamcast. Keep it-